welcome to episode 30 of the Adelan Rising podcast. In this episode, we discuss uh, episode 4 of ABC's Inhumans, Make Way for Medusa. How are we yep. up to episode 30? Let, oh, well, there that's... was 29 before. And... <laughs> yeah, alright, alright. Uh, that's, that's insane. That's, that's crazy. <clears throat> yes, cool. well... This, what did you think of the episode, this uh, this uh, program, um, Make Way for Medusa? Um, I I actually enjoyed it. it I did. thought it, I thought it was a little hodgepodge, but I did enjoy. It. I liked the dynamic between Louise and Medusa. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. Um, specifically, the Karnak scenes actually. Uh, more specifically, the one right at the end. Um, <laughs> Oh I my thought, god! I, no, I, just, really? I thought it was hilarious. Just the comments that he made, I thought it was brilliant. It's, uh, but we'll get onto that later. Oh my god! <laughs> hey. It's not that complicated. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it bloody well is. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a good. Uh, it was a, a good one. I, I thought that um, the pr- the prior episode was a little bit stronger, um, but again, I think. Um, that moving away from Adelan and having most of the action take place on Earth has aided the show. It 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 um, makes the um, lower price special effects fit better. Um, it, you know, um, I really enjoy the scenes with Maximus, but the the setting on Adelan um, throws me off. It takes me out of the show because it it, it it's just. Um, it's so not how I picture Adelan, and it just feels kind of cheap. Um, but yeah. you know, what can uh, you do? It's TV. I was about to say, it kind of, it kind of feels like a an IKEA showroom. Um, <laughs> that's the best way to describe it because it's kind of it, it's very blocky and modernistic. <laughs> well, not not so much. It's kind of like like I go to IKEA and you go through lots of different kind of themes, if you know what I mean. And that's what you kind of see on Adelan. It's kind of one room is very white, high vulted ceilings, and you know where where the, where the you know like the throne room, you might call it. And then you've got right. other other spaces that are just like um, you know grey walls with weird weird bits put in them and that sort of stuff. And that that again, that's odd. <clears throat> it's like there's no particular theme that runs through the entire sets. So um right. you know in even even like um even when you go back to like episode 1 and 2 with the crystals apartment again totally different it's uh it's it's a bit jarring in that respect but i mean you know it's something we can get over i think yeah yeah so I mean, if, do they, you wanna... if they had the budget they could make it as as sort of actualized as like asgard was in the thor movies which would've been fantastic but that costs a lot of money and yeah. um the production company is not going to throw that kind of money at this show. Um, no. C'est la vie. Mm. You know, so much happened and, and everything in this episode and, and everything kind of happened <clears throat> in these sort of uh, myriad of vignettes sort of interspliced together. I thought that in kind of recapping it, rather than trying to explain how it happened sequentially, I just I might just kind of tell each individual main character stories one after the other. Sounds like yeah, a plan. Starting off with with um with uh, Black Bolt um uh la- last episode he he escaped prison with Sammy uh uh 
with the aid of Dr. Declan, who is this mysterious character who showed up with a helicopter. In the opening scene uh, of this episode, uh, uh, Declan sort of tells who he is and that he is a privately funded researcher who has been keenly interested in, uh, in human physiology and the, the, the outbreak of, of inhumans that had occurred as a byproduct of the Terrigen being um, diffused into the water and ending up in fish supplements, as told in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Um, he, uh, he asks Maxim, he, he says to Black Bolt, I'll, I'll, I'll protect you, I'll help you, I just let me get uh, a sampling of your DNA. And, and Maximus is basically, I mean, I'm sorry, Black Bolt is basically, I'll, I'll go along with what you're saying, but I need you to help me find my wife. Um, and um, Declan agrees. Who you got there? Um, That's my cat, sorry. I love that we have so many guest stars on this show. <laughs> so it turns out, however, that uh, Declan's benefactor, the person who's helping him in this whole endeavor, is actually Maximus. And, and for a quick moment, we're led to believe that, actually, that Declan is a co-conspirator with Maximus, that he might be uh, a nefarious customer. But then it's revealed that Maximus is actually uh, kind of pulling his strings, making him seem as though he's a, a regular human himself, living on Earth and um, bankrolling Declan's research. Um, Declan does a kind of uh, DNA test or whatnot on um, on Black Bolt and is kind of astounded what he finds that 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 his uh, physiology is not human at all. It's it's inhuman, and that he's a bit different than the newer inhumans uh, in that uh, his his genome is pretty much alien. Um, and they throw in some scientific gargly gook about how his powers work, that he has a bigger than average temporal lobe, and that he's concentrating power into his vocal cords. It doesn't make any sense, but he knows how powerful um, Black Bolt is and is quite astounded by the fact that he exerts incredible control not to make a single sound, not to accidentally uh, whisper or murmur, knowing that he could kill everything and that if he were to actually shout, he could probably destroy the entire island. Um, Declan goes out, he calls Max, thinking he's just a uh, one of his colleagues, and Max is like, yeah, you need to kill him. <laughs> uh, it's for the, for the purposes of public health, you've got to put this man down, um, because Maximus wants Black Bolt dead. Uh, Declan is not so into that, and he's like, I, I, I can't do that, and whatnot. Um, nonetheless, um, Black Bolt and Sam realize that um, this facility might not be as benevolent as first seen. They've, they come across some uh, hypodermic needles and and, po- and medicines that are poisonous, and they're like, we got to get out of here. They flee, and before they can, they are encountered by um, Oren and her group of flunkies, um, which are these... Uh, these various inhumans um, that 
that are kind of like um, Maximus's assassins that uh, include a few interesting characters, uh, one of which kind of has the real Orin's powers, so that made me a little confused. But anyways... Um... I, I was a bit bitter about that, actually, to speak <laughs> up. Um, if you were following the live tweet last night, I, I was a bit bitter about that. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. All right, so... Um... At first, Black Bolt's not too intimidated by Orin and her gang, but then Mortis shows up, and um, he's uh, quite a, a tough customer or whatnot. To guarantee that Mortis won't use his powers, uh, Black Bolt quite quickly grabs a hold of a, a pipe connecting to a gas tank and rips it open, releasing the gas so that um, if if Mortis were to use his fire-based powers, it would cause an explosion that would kill them all. So that, you want that, to add something? That's, yeah, that scene kind of... Um, you say he did it quite quickly, but I looked at that scene and I thought, they could have stopped him. They they really could have. That that was so poorly paced. <laughs> like, like it was just well, sort of like, he went over there, he started pulling at it, he broke it. It was like, it was like a 10, 15 second scene altogether. So... <laughs> I, I laughed, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the um, the the fight choreography throughout has not been anything to write home about, but um, <clears throat> I suppose a clever move nonetheless, in that it prevented um, Mortis from using his power, um, and also gives uh, Sammy the opportunity to run off and escape. Um, now, uh, <laughs> before. Um, the standstill can go any further. Uh, a car races up and knocks over uh, Mortis, and he accidentally uh, releases his power, and a huge explosion uh, <clears throat> occurs. And before I go into who and what what led to that, I think I should jump back and talk about Medusa's story in this issue. Uh, it it begins with her and Louise. Um, last episode, they met each other, and this episode, uh, Medusa has her at gunpoint, forcing her to drive at high speeds, trying to keep up with the helicopter where she knows Medusa, uh, where she knows that Black Bolt is being taken off somewhere. Um, and uh, the two of them, uh, Medusa and Louise, have a wonderful uh, rapport together. They're just, uh, <laughs> they're so different. Um, it's actually quite. It was a lot of fun seeing them interact. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to resist from any Thelma and Louise um, references, but um, too late. In order to uh, keep up with the helicopter, Louise is forced to blow a red light. Uh, that gets the cops after them. Uh, Medusa uses her ray gun to shoot at the tires of the cop car, causing it to crash. Um, but unfortunately, they lose the... Um, they lose the helicopter. It goes off beyond where they can follow. But Louise, you know, she works for an Astro Aereo Dynamics company. She knows how to track them. So she has the two of them go back uh, to town where she can use her laptop to, um, I don't know, hack into NORAD or whatever and get, get a view of satellite footage, which will allow them to um, trajectorize where the helicopter might have landed. Now... Of course, they've all, the car that she rented has been identified as the police by the police as being part of this uh, terrible high-speed pursuit that ended up with some cops injured. So they have to uh, check into a different hotel, 
Um, and Louise uses the computer to try and find where the um, where where the helicopter had been landed. And during, while they're at that, the two of them kind of um, talk and get to know each other. And um, we learn that uh, uh, um, you know, for Medusa, family is everything. She has a couple of flashbacks about how um, her parents were sentenced to death when she was a child and how she had to look after her sister, Crystal, um, how much she misses her husband. Louise, she's never been married. She's always put work first. Um, so she's uh, she she's kind of, um, I don't know, she... She's fun. Help me out, guys. I mean, what do you guys yeah, think about Louise? I like Louise. I think she, um, <laughs> she's, I like her, though. She's a lot of fun, and she doesn't really take Medusa's shit. Like, Medusa is definitely acting like the queen she's used to being. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Louise just isn't taking it. She, like, Medusa will do something, and Louise is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think also you And just afraid to call her on it. I think when you were saying about um, Medusa being all about family, I think I think Louise is as well, but she's much more keeps it close to her chest. I think you know, especially. Right. What, I mean, you'll probably come to it in a minute, but especially the um, the little rocket ship toy. Yeah, right. She doesn't, has this... doesn't turn out to be a rocket ship toy. She has this little talisman that's shaped like a rocket ship, and that's very important to her. And when the police arrive, they actually they trace her credit card because it's the same credit card she used to rent the Whoops. car. They have to bail out, um, and as they're running away, she realizes she left behind her um, her rocket ship. Medusa runs back to get it, and she has to jump out of a window to escape the cops. And here we're we're given yet another. Um, Indicator that the Inhumans that lived that live on Adelan possess uh, extraordinary physical attributes. Um, she can jump out of this uh, third-story window and land on the ground with no problem whatsoever. Um, and um, what it turns out that what's in this little rocket ship thing are the ashes, uh, are some of the ashes of Louise's father, who had been a NASA scientist. Who, um, whose great dream was to go to space, was to go to the moon, and was sort of devastated to learn that the, the NASA program ultimately opted to use pilots as opposed to scientists in choosing candidates for who was going to be astronauts. Um, and, you know, he basically died trying to achieve his goals. And Medusa says, well, that's a waste of time, and uh, Louise disagrees. He's like, that's really the only way to live. You go for what you want. And if you die, you die. But, you, you know, to, to live any other way would be a waste. And something about that kind of stirs something in Medusa. And she says, you know what? Okay, you're all right. I think we're going to help each other. And, and so the two of them get in their car. And, and they've, they've actually... Oh wait! First, they have a little luncheon, and Medusa <laughs> is is introduced to American fast food, which she cannot get enough of. Um, I, ho <laughs> I hope she doesn't, spend she doesn't spend too much time in America because she could end up putting about sixty pounds because she was going <laughs> down on this hamburger. Well, I don't think she'd ever had meat before either. That's true. Well, that's true. Right? Can't they Call don't it. have they don't have any uh, stockyards on 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 Adelan, So. Um, uh, but um, 
they find where the helicopters landed. They um, so that the two of them get their stolen car um, and head that way. So that's the car that ends up hitting Mortis and and causing him to to fall down and, and release his explosion. And um, the 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 villains are all defeated. And uh, Medusa jumps out of the car and is reunited with Black Bolt. And it's a very nice uh, scene. It was a good scene, actually. Mm-hmm. I was, I appreciated it. Yeah, um, it, it showed that they missed each other. Yeah, it was very sweet. I don't know what became of Sammy. I guess he's still running off somewhere. But um, but Medusa, Black Bolt, and and Louise all jump in their um in their uh the car, car and drive off. So that's where they go, um, with uh some hope that they could get the others and get back home and that's where that part of the story ends uh to be continued meanwhile gorgon is having a very hard time he uh uh he he had these these paramilitary surfer friends who helped him uh one of them ended up dying in in the clash with oren's forces and and gorgon is just Beset by my feelings of guilt and grief over this, he 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 says aloud, "You know, I never thought I'd feel this bad about a human, about a human. I, I you know, I, I could never imagine caring for humans this way. The 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 nobility and coolness and um, self sacrifice um, that these these surfer dudes have demonstrated to him has really." Um, changed gorgon's outlook on what the humans are all about i I think um i think my favorite line from that that scene was when he goes oh you guys feel like family yeah Um, and and then he was like oh you know i really care for my family i thought that was really good and i i think that's a a really good representation of his character Um, yeah absolutely because as much of a you know a klutz or a, a jock that he's represented as being in like the comics and stuff and even in the tv show it's kind of uh it's kind of sweet to, you know, it, 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 this episode was quite a sweet episode, I think. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, he also talks about how, like, because of his transformation, because he's been bestowed with this awesome strength and these giant horse hooves, you know, he, he can't help but sort of knock everything over and accidentally break things and whatnot. And he puts on these airs of being a tough guy who doesn't care about that stuff. But, you know, when things are really meaningful for him, it's, it's kind of paralyzing because he doesn't want to hurt anyone. He doesn't want to destroy things. And he's come across this great group of guys, um, you know, a, a, a brotherhood of, of former soldiers who are surfing and, and looking after each other. And it's, like, it's the idea of, of, you know, he's so honored that they would help him, but at the same time, the idea that they could get hurt in doing so, he can't deal with it. So he tells them that he needs to leave them behind, and he, he runs off, almost hysterically runs off, um, uh, leaving the surfer dudes behind. Um, and his, his part, although poignant, his little part in the episode is actually quite limited. Yeah. Um, back on Adelan, Maximus is doing a whole lot of scheming and beaming. And, um, it turns out that one of his ulterior motives is he's just desperate to regain his inhumanity. Um, going through the Terrigen Mist, uh, not only 
didn't bestow him powers. It made him into a regular human. And I, I didn't really realize at the time that, um, that, you know, regular human means, you know, doesn't have this augmented strength or durability or what other, the other physical attributes that the inhumans possess, um, that he is, maybe his lifespan will be long, shorter, who knows, but he is desperate to regain it. And he, um, he has learned about the advent of inhumans amongst uh, the Earth population. He feels like there might be some way of tinkering with his own genetic code to insert this these markers that would allow him to go through a secondary pterogenesis and gain powers. Um, his uh, flunkies on the genetic council are like, no, you can't do that. That's too dangerous. It goes against our ways. And uh, Maximus isn't having that. So he has them all um, beat up. Um, and perhaps, uh, I think, I, I don't know if they're beat up, killed, or, or banished. I would, I would Something think, happens. Yeah, I think when he said, we're going to banish you, I think that's code for, yeah, I'm going to kill you. You're gonna get um, spaced. Yeah, I, yeah. Which, which you know, whether whether or not you you like the idea of a genetic council, um, which I, you know, I'd rather they do get killed. But you know, a genetic council is never great. No. He does um, spare one of them, a, a council member named Tybeck, who was, it seems, a childhood friend of Maximus's. Who is, you know, because he's a genetic council member, he's got a lot invested in maintaining the caste system and that everyone has their place. That um, it was a divine mechanism that made, made him of higher caste and Maximus of lower caste, and they need to respect that. And Maximus is kind of like, fuck that and fuck you. And um, now, to, in order to, to prevent himself from being killed, this guy Tybeck kind of becomes. Uh, Maximus's uh, sniffling yes man. And he's like, yeah, whatever you say, boss. Um, I'll help you do this. Uh, and I think it's it's important on two of us because we're getting Maximus's character is very interesting and 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 multifaceted and subtle in a way that the rest of the show is not. So yeah. it, it's very it's a bit jarring because his 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 motives are both sinister and noble at the same time and it's very difficult parsing the two apart i don't know i I think if maximus i think i feel i was getting the impression watching that episode last night he kept slipping and saying my or me and then he would say switch it to like the royal we and i i feel as if though if maximus had been granted powers or whatever i still think he's hiding something but that's besides the point um if he had been granted powers, it would be different. I don't think he'd care if he hadn't been a human. That's what I think. I think it's all... Well, well yeah, it's not... Sorry, Karen Dog. No, no, you, you go ahead. Okay, well, I was, I was about to say, have you guys ever read um, uh, Animal Farm? Oh, God, it's of course. been a long time. Yeah, I, because there's kind of this like, subtle sort of almost allegories to that. Because you've kind of got the because he's trying to be the revolutionary. He's trying to be the oh we're all in this together. We're all we're all in humans. Blah blah blah. Um, and I just feel like it's all gonna fall apart. Well, it will. It probably will all fall apart around him. Oh, we know, oh we know it will. Yeah, but I mean it's it's kind of the ideals behind it is is get rid of the caste system, get rid of the genetic council, and that's quite noble in a way. 
Yes, because it's it's a it's a really old, outdated. Um, it it sister. is, but I feel like Maximus wouldn't feel that way if he wasn't in the situation he is with his inhumanity. Well, yeah, but I think I think um, you know I, I that's I don't know how to put that because yeah. that's kind of it's no, just, you're right. I just feel like. It, the, the, he wouldn't even be having the conversation if it was different. Well, but then again, well, if you, it's, we, we, it's something we see in real life history time absolutely. and time again, whether yeah. it be uh, Stalin or Castro or any number of revolutionaries who started off, you know, with a cause that that seemed really noble and great and for the people, uh, that degenerated into. Um, a consolidation of authoritarian power. So, you know, he has ambitions to rule. That's clear. And I don't know how much he really does care about, you know, the people. Um, but the, his motives notwithstanding, I'm still rooting for him yeah. to yeah. succeed because. Right. You know, the situation on Adelan is deplorable and needs to be changed. Right. Now, what I'm, what I'm hoping will, will come to pass is that, is that Black Bolt had in place some plan that was, um, aimed towards the same goal, but in a more pure way. Yeah, more, we'll more diplomatic, it. more diplomatic yeah. way. Or egalitarian. I mean, I think that the experiences that the whole royal family are having on Earth will definitely oh, absolutely their outlook. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that many viewers um, and fans yeah, are, are having for Max. they're they're rooting for Max, but they're also like, you know, what is going on here? Where the bad guy, the demonstrative, is is the one who's doing the things that you know vis a vis. Uh, our own world you want right. to root for yeah um i th- i think um i think you know i think there's a there's a good almost like a comparison to to populism in this show uh as well as you know as well as in the comic book the actual inhumans because it's kind of it's trying he's trying to get everybody on his side everybody behind him um but then obviously He's got his own motives underneath that, and it's it's that's very much a, almost almost populism in respect in that in that respect. Well, it's the way that populism gets bastardized by people like Trump or that Boris dude in your country. I mean, it's it's you know you rally everyone around you so that you can have the power and wealth you you long for. Yeah. Um, in any case. Um, Maximus's story is very interesting. Um, you're right. I, I I agree. I love the way he he slips in and out from from I to we. I also like the way he slips in and out of his uh, native Scottish accent. Um, Welsh. But um, Welsh. I never actually noticed that. I wasn't paying attention. So this is there you go. Welsh. I'm sorry. Welsh. Yeah. It's Welsh. Um, I'll have a lot of people at work on my back if you don't get that right. Okay. Yes. Welsh. <laughs> um, and uh but he's he just he's he eats up the screen uh you you and rian yeah um and uh the interactions between him and the the toady member of the council tybeck are just delightful because um yeah. uh, he's he's just um he's I such a little he's sinister just... motherfucker <laughs> i do love max he's a great character he's always been a favorite of mine though so it's yeah. just like I I, so- I I still I still 
think that there's an under. I still think he's got powers, and I still think he's not showing them. Um, Gee, I've kind of let go of that theory. That was my. That, I I started off pretty hard on well, that theory, yeah. and, but, but now now that he's now that he's lobbying to go through Terra Genesis a second time, I'm I'm feeling like yeah, um, maybe of, that's not the case. Yeah, and the fact that he had a Terrigen crystal in his hand and yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very. Oh, wait. I missed that part because apparently, where was I with that? He had Terrigen Crystal in his hand, and as a human, it didn't hurt him because we've seen that established on Agents of Shield. If well, they no, touch on, it, on, on they Agents, die. On Agents of Shield, they touch the obelisk. Uh, not the obelisk. The um, no, you don't because it showed Terry. It was recently this season too. Someone touched yeah, Terrigen yeah, yeah. Crystal. It was um, Trip touched it, and Trip got turned to stone. But that no, was... but it was... oh, is it I the actual? It was also... was well, it the actual not crystal? Anymore. Because I thought, I thought it was just the case. No, I thought it was the actual crystal too. I think he had a little towelette between his skin and the the crystal, so that could do it too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or or, or it was just a, a continuity blip that didn't get past the you know super awesome quality control guys working on the show. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I I I'll have to rewatch that bit because uh, yeah, yeah, me too. So I know when Crystal had the had the crystals for the in the first episode, she had like a, a cloth between yeah. her skin and the crystal. So yeah. Speaking of Crystal, and this is was the uh, oh, yeah yeah. So yeah, <laughs> here yeah. we go. Here we go. At the, at the end of the last episode, uh, she and Lockjaw were in the forest. Lockjaw was really sleepy, and then he got hit by some dude bro on an ATV and we get to learn more about him. I don't know. His name is Josh or Thad or something it's, like it's that. Dave. Um, Dave. He's, Dave's he's a nice. dude. dude Dave, Dave's got some incredible surfer hair. That's his inhuman <laughs> power. So that hair can stay in that position with or without oh, his helmet. Um, and he's like, whoa, who are you? And, you know, that's a dog. Whoa! And so he, it, fortunately, his ex-girlfriend's a vet tech, and so he obviously brings, he brings Crystal and somehow Lockjaw uh, to his um, awesome uh, farmhouse on the on on the island, which has got to cost an arm and a leg. But anyways, um, yeah, and, um, uh, gets Crystal some some human clothes, and then this 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 young woman shows up and. She and her ex-boyfriend kind of bicker at each other, but that's sort of put on hold when she finally sees Lockjaw, who she's like, uh, did you crossbreed this with a cow? I mean, uh, <laughs> hell dog. <laughs> but having examined... Well, to be, to be fair, that's probably an appropriate reaction to Lockjaw if you've, you know... Yeah, I would assume that's a big old cow. Um, yeah. which, is, or... which begs the question is how the earth did they move him? I mean... Right? Some like... pounds. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he had an ATV, I guess you could just, well, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, what, uh, we're supposed to believe that there might be some kind of, uh, romantic tensions between Crystal and Josh, but I'm not seeing it. I mean, whatever. No, well, I, I, I figures it would be Crystal, and I'm just disappointed in that. I'm just completely disappointed. But I guess because, you know, they don't have Rosen or Quicksilver, or Johnny available to them, 
they had to give her somebody else. I think what made me <laughs> laugh was was when when she got the high five and she was just like looking at her hand and I I can just She's like, imagine. Oh my god, a human touched me. Oh my god, I'm never washing this hand ever again. <laughs> it's like oh, he's, oh yeah. I feel so bad. I do because he's such a cool character and well, they just despite the the unfortunateness of her being thrown into the situation i think that again with every episode isabel cornish is doing better at 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 um yes that I the, the role of crystal i think that you know just like all the other inhumans their their feelings about the human world was all based on misassumption and every every, every time they interact with them they're like wow you guys are actually Kind of cool. Yeah. Do you know, um, do you know, it's, that you, it's, you help each other for no good reason, and, and you know, and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're nice, and you know, it's great they landed in in Hawaii as opposed to like I don't know New Hawaii. York, <laughs> right? New York, or at least in New York um, they'd have other super beings. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. I mean, I, I've been to Hawaii a couple of times, and and it is true, people are really nice, um, generally speaking. I mean, there are like anywhere else, there's some mean folks and whatnot. Um, but uh, um, anyways, so uh, Lockjaw is going to be okay, but he just needs to rest, uh, which you know will help the CGI budget, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and um, we'll see what happens between uh, Chris and. Dave. 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 Um, <laughs> as as the series progresses, Dave uh, the dude. Dave. Dave has some intense hair. I dig it. Okay. So. Um, oh, poor Crystal. She's got the coolest power set. And oh, she finally gets to use a little bit of her power. She she throws some some wind at Dave and knocks it down. He's like, "Whoa! Did that just come from your hand? Whoa! Radical! You know." <laughs> Tubular, whatever. Oh my god! Uh, is he from like Saved by the Bell? Is he? Is he? You know, uh, um, that's not how people talk now, Doc. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The point is, he's pretty accurate anyway. Go ahead. Uh, meanwhile, on the pot farm, which oh, is the best part um, of the episode. Uh, god, uh, the no. I really actually disliked all of Karnak scenes. I mean, I, I was really not happy with it. I was just like, really? I just thought it could have been cooler. I don't know. But anyway, go ahead. Well, Karnak has, although uh, he has law, he has, the concussion he, he endured has uh, prevented him from having his sort of like see the future powers. Um, he's still uh, incredibly smart and pragmatic and logical in his thinking, and he uses that ability to help um, improve their irrigation system for their Chiba farm, um, and um, which has been a big help. And, and, the the young lady who who agreed that he could stay, I, I didn't catch her name. I don't um, remember it either. I, we'll we'll Just call her. Call her the chick. The female. That's of the pop better. Song. I'm going to call her Sarah. Sarah is quite taken by uh, Karnak. She, she seems um, to think he's just all that, and she helps him cut off buds from the from the the plants, and she likes him, and so she takes him swimming. And they go swimming, and you know, Kar- Kar- uh, Karnak's never seen the ocean before. He all the all the water on Adelan are subterranean, you know, shallow 
cavern um lakes uh rivers and whatnot so he's a little scared of swimming but he goes in after them and then they start making out and it's you know it's not that bad it's just you know i thought well, it was cheesy well, and sexy un- time. i don't know i thought it was cheesy I, go I, ahead. I, I don't know i don't know if it was cheesy i think um I, I, I'm kind of wondering whether he is going to have the main romance of the series and not Crystal. That'd be interesting. Um, that would be interesting. I would rather that because obviously there's just the, you know, because quite often there's the token relationship and it's always a female falling in love with another guy and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> but I also, uh, I also, yes. I also think that that little swimming session, um, Potentially, I, I think the Terrigen in the ocean might have done something to it. Might have like healed him up or something. I don't know, but well, that's an idea. Yeah. My my, I guess my big concern is that um, that Sarah, I'm calling her that because I don't remember her name, will be killed in order because to yeah, kind of give, they're gonna give refriger. the refrigerator to give sort of male angst rage to the character because oh, that happens in so many TV shows and cartoons and comics. Yeah, I Maybe suppose that cartoons. is the, the other stereotype, isn't it? It's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, if if they really flip the switch and they and they killed Josh and let Sarah live, that'd be interesting. Um, yeah. In any case, uh, the the other um, pot farmer is, who's kind of a psycho is is very jealous that sarah has oh yeah he does with, the creeper watching thing he like watches them all the time he's like he's, yeah he's creeper watching them he's he's clearly disturbed to see them go back to her um her her tent for some love making and then as they're getting it on we 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 um pan back and it turns out that this this creep has killed their other colleague and is digging a very deep grave a grave that will be easily big enough for three bodies and that clearly he's planning on killing the two of them as well and it is there that the issue ends the episode ends ends, do do you know what my favorite my favorite line of the episode was him having trouble with her bra yeah when he um when he's like the engineering of this it it perplexes me and i'm just like no me too buddy me too (laughs) No, it's not that complicated. It's just a simple class. You gotta, you, you gotta, you bend it inwards and then upwards. Yeah, yeah. But that's not, not that's not that's not hard engineering. No, it's not. It's not that complicated. It's behind my back. I don't ever see it all the time. But you you wear them daily. Well, then maybe you should try wearing them. Oh, that would be oh, interesting. Oh, thanks. Thank you. A little, Thank you. Uh... little scientific experiment. Um, I I'll just try that... taking them off, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's just me and my my upbringing coming forward because I'm like, really? 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 <laughs> okay. The first... they could right. I don't know. I just didn't like the whole thing. The whole I... thing with the chick. I was just like, really? As a guy. Because I just had the same reaction with Dave as well. I, I, think, I think they're right. Yeah, the... the... Yeah, I think the whole sequence, the whole thing, I don't know. I I think that's in there for the the blokey blokes, maybe. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the people that that enjoy that sort of thing. I think that's like the token bit for them. No, no, I I think that that a lot of viewers enjoy some romance and sex. That's cool. I guess I'm not one of them. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't dislike it. I didn't. I, I thought it was fine. 
I mean, I like the idea of Karnak being a romantic being. He's always been so kind of, in the comics at least, he's so cold and, and unemotional. Um, See, I, I think it's, it, and it, go, it kind of almost because he hasn't, because he's still suffering with his concussion, I guess. Um, because in the first episode, when he's like, oh, you know, three days I give it, bloody, bloody, blah. blah, blah. Um, and then this episode, he's like, second day, he's, he's banging her. Hey, the you know. terms. Yes, well, <laughs> for lack of a better term, apparently. Well, these are young pot farmers. They're living by the seat of their pants. They don't, you know. Yeah, I just, um, I, just I, I think I kind of agree with Saren in a way because I think that it's, it's kind of, it just goes against what he is, is, is said that he is in the last couple of episodes. It's just kind of, it's just a bit. I don't know. I don't well, we that get that scene. We get that scene from the first episode where he's flirting with the uh, the the young server who's giving who's who's uh, you know filling his glass of wine or whatever, and he you know he his powers let him know that yeah this relationship will never work out, um, and that it may be that having access to his powers has gotten in the way of him ever having any kind of satisfactory relationship with someone. So having yeah. those powers be on the fritz allows him to just live. You know, the two of them are, are going on their way to the beach. She's like, he's like, where are we going? What is the best route to get there? And she's like, we're just having a walk. Enjoy yourself, which is something he, he's never really been able to do. So having this concussion, being in this foreign land allows him to experience just living in a way that he has never been able to do before. So it's like this free spirit hippie chick has sort of offered him something new. Yeah, and um, yes, that's very true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They, they they could have done it a little more tastefully. A little, I mean, a little yeah, less. It was a uh, bit. It, I mean, all joking aside, yeah. I think it was a bit sort of very, very cliched. Very, very sort of. Yeah. Here's a girl that has you know, it's like is very, very good looking. Bloody, bloody, blah. blah, blah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Now, if that was all there was to it. That that would be maybe distasteful, but if you juxtapose that to the rest of the narratives going on, where you have the main story, I think arguably of this ep- of this episode was was uh, Medusa and Louise, who were you know um, two women who were very much occupying roles that, in a more traditional sense, would have been the men of the series. Um, uh, you know, talking and having action and having an adventure. Yeah, um, and they they uh, were the ones um, that saved yeah. the day, saving yeah. the day, yeah. and yeah. and not talking about how they're incomplete without um, a mate. In fact, Louise makes a point about how she's single and and has that has not foreclosed on her life in any way. I mean, sure, she it might be nice if someone asked her, but. You know, she still pursued her dreams and created a career despite that. So, having that counterbalance makes the more kind of um, uh, sexy stuff with Karnak a, a bit more tolerable. Yeah, I can I, agree with that. Yeah, I think I, 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 I don't know. I just think um, I still think it could, a Karnak story could have been a little. I just, I just think, I think the way they've kind of gone about it, they've. Depowered Karnak. They've depowered Medusa. They've depowered um, 
someone else. Have they depowered someone else? Crystal. Well, well, Crystal and Crystal. Black Bolt. I mean, yeah, Black Bolt's not exactly going to use his powers anytime soon. So, I sedated Lockjaw. And sedate and Lockjaw, that's it, yeah. And and I think that, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know whether it's just there for content, because obviously we, we, we don't know what the next four episodes are going to have for Karnak, but, you know, yeah. I, I, I think that it was kind of, kind of going back to what we were saying earlier. It's kind of like that token relationship that Sandy's just going to break down. She's going to die. He's going to get really angry. His powers are going to return and then, you know, he's going to beat yeah. someone up. And I, I kind of, I, I, I think there's no, not any need for that anymore. You know? I agree. I agree. Well, you know, I, I, I go back to something I'm reading from Mark Wade, uh, a comic writer, Mark Wade, who said that, you know, uh, the stories always should take uh, a backseat to character development. Mm. That if you really want to have a satisfactory comic or TV show or movie, focus on the characters for, first and foremost and let the story follow there. And while sometimes I agree with that, sometimes I don't, I think here... That's the approach they've taken. The the narrative, this the plot is very scattershot. I'm not quite sure where they're going. They've just they've got these series of vignettes and have opted to explore the characters. You know, seeing Medusa robbed of her queenship, robbed of her hair, she has to sort of she's been deconstructed quite literally and has to rebuild herself and hopefully become a better person because of it. Likewise with Black Bolt and Karnak, Gorgon has come to realize that, you know, that um, how much other people are important to him and how he needs to take greater responsibility. You know, everyone's kind of having these life lessons in character development. And I, and I, I appreciate that. I like that. Um, you know, it is requiring some contrivances and tropes in regards to how TV shows go down. But if they succeed in creating good portraits of these characters, then it won't matter. It'll be satisfactory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think that, but I, I, I do kind of think that the, this episode could have almost been, um, you know, split into two potential, two, two potential episodes. Cause I think if they carry on doing those like vignettes and that sort of stuff and splitting it between the three or four stories, you've almost got, almost two full episodes full of content just between like Black Bolt and Co. And then, um, and then, uh, Triton and Gorgon, I suppose. And Crystal. Well, that's been the Achilles heel of the series in total so far is that it, it's pacing has been really rough. They, they cut away from scenes moments too soon. They are, right. they, the, 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 the narrative is moving forward way too fast. There's just no patience. Um, well, that's what happens when you have such a short time to film it all. Yeah. And I, I reflected on that short time to film everything. Um, I was actually looking through, I think it was like, um, like time hop or something, you know, that app on your phone you can get where you can look back at what you posted years ago. And I think, um, I think, I can't remember what it was last episode. I said that, you know, it was actually a year since the Inhumans TV show got announced. Um, yeah. and that's, that's quite weird because you look at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got a series five, uh, what was it, green lit? Maybe, maybe about the same time ago, but obviously their production is set up to start a lot earlier. Um, well, they've had five, four and a half seasons to, uh, to get it right. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, the I, first the first season of, of Agents of Shield suffered from many of these same yes. uh, right. difficulties. And that's what that's what I was about to come on to. Till the very of... end, the last the last starting with episode like I would say like fifteen or so, or whenever the episode was where they they wrapped it up and tied it in with Winter Soldier. Yes, that was awesome. And that then was the show when it started that, basically. Uh, yeah, and that's when the show just took off and got awesome. Because I mean, I, I quite because obviously in Agents of Shield they started off with a storyline that kind of tried to tie in with what uh, Iron Man three. Thor two, uh, and then but when it when it tied into Winter Soldier, then it got going, and I think that Inhumans almost need that kind of that kick at some point, but I don't think they're going to get it, and that's what kind of worries me for the future of the show. Well, the future of the show is as much in the hands of um, Disney as it is in the hands of the Nielsen ratings. Yeah, um, we've seen that that Disney doesn't really care how well a show performs if they want it made it gets made now i don't know uh, i don't have access to the uh, the, f- the figures from last night um but i looked at how the show performed um from its premiere to its second episode and it actually had a pretty um small drop off much, much i mean uh i think two-tenths of a percent drop-off, which is remarkably good compared to other drop-off rates. Um, you know, it's still lost out to something called Hawaii Five-O, which well, that's been good was a years, show years, my it? parents watched. Um, oh, yeah, good point. But uh, um, it, 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 it doesn't have... It's, still, it's maintained its modestly good numbers in the Nielsen's. But then again, in America, you've got so much more choice, so much more... Um, so much more going on at any one time, so it's it's so difficult to judge what a successful show looks like. I mean, in comic books these days, what I think a, a lot a... of the the ratings are going by. Um, I think what what Disney is looking at now, rather than the Nielsen ratings, are the what people are DVRing and what they're watching, like on Hulu the day after, how it performs on Netflix and things like that. Because I know Agents of Shield rules on netflix once it's there yeah um i know that when it airs on hulu the day after the episode initially airs there are tons of people watching it so you can't they can't really go by the nielsen rate. i mean the nielsen ratings for the show aren't horrible but when when you look at at the ratings for agents of shield in in you know, the day after or DVR or on demand or whatever you want to call it, the ratings go way, way up yeah. over live. And I think that's where where Disney's looking at it and going, people are watching this show. So, and I think that goes for a lot of television shows. I think um, I think also in, in, in America, I'm pretty sure a successful TV show only gets like, what, 3 million views on the so-called Nielsen ratings? You know, because they, they, they sort of scale it up, don't they? they? They take the Nielsen box percentage and then they say it across a whole population. I think that's how, that's how it works no in this idea. country, I assume. But, From what I can tell, it's a super antiquated statistical yeah, process. But, yeah. um, but it, it's... It, uh, whatever the case, I think it, we will find out how this show has performed after the fact. And that yeah, that's be exactly what it's going to be. factor on whether or not we get a second season. Yeah, I mean... I mean Right it. now, I don't know if it really deserves a second season. It's, it hasn't been great, but I think if they do get it, the show will be so much better. 
because I'm pretty sure the 86 got buck, and they will iron out the problems that have existed thus far. I um, hope so, because I would really like to see the show with more time to film, a larger budget, and a different showrunner. Yeah. I would like to see what Inhumans becomes then. Because all, all the pieces are there. All the potentialities are in play. Um, and uh, uh, it could be quite good. But as <laughs> things stand, this episode was fun enough. It was. Uh, it was. I did of, enjoy it. It had a lot of interesting character development. It had a lot of. Uh, it had some funny moments. Um, I. I my favorite part was Louise and Medusa. I think the two of them are fun together. Yeah, that was definitely the highlight of the show, was the two of them having their little madcap adventure. They were, they're so different, but at the same time, play off each other quite well. And um, it'll be interesting to see where that moves forward. Um, and um, what's the title for the next one? Do we know yet? Ooh, uh, not sure. <laughs> We do, but we've forgotten, I think. Hold on. Yeah. I Let's can go way back in the scroll to find it. Right, exactly. Hold on, I'll see if Sa- I can. Saren is Googling as we speak. Um, I am. But, I mean, yeah, generally the show is... I, I thought the show has improved um, somewhat. I, I, I think the first two episodes, I just... The first two just seemed like they were made for... You know, they're meant to be a movie, but obviously the budget didn't stretch that far. Yeah, and, but these last two episodes have been made for TV. You can see that, right. and it's and it's reflected actually better on there. So episode five is something in human this way comes, nice. which is that was the title of another Fantastic Four book, wasn't it? That was one of the original. Yeah, that that was actually uh, no, that was um, that was the Avengers um, ah. tie-in to the Kree Skrull War. Oh, okay. Um, it, it it it's funny because you're right. When I when I like flip to the channels and I come across the Flash or Green Arrow or Supergirl, I am not. My brain doesn't expect high budget. It it has this is this is corny looking but fun. Let it be what it is. And I feel if I could look at the Inhumans in the same way, I would be, exactly. I'd be yeah. much more satisfied. I think I think we're a lot more critical because we are kind of. Really, big time fan. Yeah, big time fans. Yeah. We're really into them. I mean, that's that's the premise of this podcast is that we are <laughs> right. we are big fans of it. So I, I think we're going to be a lot more critical, but yeah, I think we're going to enjoy it a lot more. Um, oh yeah, I've I've been enjoying it. I mean, the, the, I I have my my nitpicks, but overall, I've been enjoying the show. I mean, it's a, it's a total oxymoron, really, because it's like yes, be critical but love it. <laughs> it's exactly. Sort of, yeah. Well, I mean, I I'm not a big. TV watcher is my. I want this show to be a success because it will guarantee that these great comic books stay on the stands, mm-hmm. um, and that's really where my uh, emphasis yeah. lies. That's, because uh, that's, that's just my this worry. week we had two fantastic issues that we'll review soon, um, and um, you know with Black Bolt and the Royals both being so much fun and this Marvel. And Moon Girl, I just, you know, I, I, I just, um, I live in this kind of, uh, yeah. it's like, all right, I'm going to enjoy it while it's happening because it could end any week and um, anything that would better ensure a longer duration of this sort of halcyon era of human comics, I'm all for. Um, right. But that being said, this show was fun. I give it three out of five Lockjaws. 
I agree. Yeah, I'd agree on that one as well. Um, did you guys see, um, just a quick one, uh, more on Inhumans TV show stuff, I suppose. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is is going to have a Kree... Uh, what are they called? Like a Kree I assassin? I saw that, but I didn't read the details. But it was an assassin that had been sent after the royal family that is showing up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He, yeah, he, showed, in, he, in he went books. after the royal family in the comic books, but... He'll be showing up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, and I think that's a little interesting bit of information. Oh, is it Shatterstar? No, no it's like, it, um, it begins uh, with an S, but and it's like a double-barreled thing. Oh, I cannot Double-barreled? And I can't, hold on. Back right. to Google! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought it was quite interesting because it's... It Shout in- out to the MCU Exchange for being up to date on all this information because that's where I get the info. Yay. Um, but yeah, that's quite interesting because it's, it's potentially set, it could set up a, um, an Inhumans Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. crossover, which, which would be amazing. That'd be cool. Um, so, um, Seren, are you going to, uh, live cast next episode will, as well? Yes, I will be, um, Say for now that NYCC is over, I will be um, live tweeting from the Adelan Rising One Twitter account every Friday night at nine o'clock um, for Inhumans, and then Agents of Shield. I'll probably be live tweeting from my um, own Twitter account. Yeah, I, I went over those this morning. That's some pretty funny comments you had up. <laughs> oh yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll say some funny shit. <laughs> oh, talk about talk about. Oh, um... His name is Sal Speck. Mm, which, which comic was it that he he hunted down the Inhuman Royal Family? Because I, um, he was. It doesn't say. Oh, okay. It just said the issue. It was. Um, it, it was only like one issue though. It was because he's a yeah, really. Here he appeared in Salzbeck was one of three Kree assassins tasked to hunt down the Inhuman Royal Family one exiled on Earth. Um. That hashtag show is reporting that the character is up for a two-episode arc in the show. This is quoted from the MCU Exchange. Okay, so two hmm. episodes, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, something we didn't mention, that I really wanted to get in, was Karnak was wearing his uh, t-shirt hoodie combo from the comic book. Yes. yes. That, I, that, that, that made me all sorts of happy, because I do love that look. I think it's pretty rad. I was I was pleased with that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, well, so anyone who wants to uh, keep up with uh, Seren's live tweeting of the show, you should check that out Friday nights um, at the same time the show is uh, airing on the Eastern Seaborn um, at what Twitter handle? Adelan Rising One. <laughs> All right. And... Um, you can always... Yeah, you can e- email us as well at um, the show at atalanrising.com. I was wondering how we were going to figure that one out. How, who was going to say what first? Until <laughs> <So. laughs> right. then. Thank and you so, for listening. Thanks for listening and have yeah. a great night.